Hello, my name is Michael Geary. Welcome to Farmland with the latest news, analysis, and in depth interviews on Irish agriculture brought to you by Ireland. And on this episode, I spoke to Sean McNamara, the Sheep Chairman of the Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association, and I first spoke to him about factory lamb prices. In three weeks, there was a cut of 21 euros a lamb, which is equivalent to 13.5%. And we are not happy with it. Number one, lambs are back to 6.50, at the moment. Um, at seven euros, the farmer is making we reckon seven euros a lamb profit. And when you go down to six fifty you're at a loss making you're at a loss making enterprise. So I am prepared to work with factories, board beer and retailers to get a viable market for farmers out there so they can make a viable living. There's no point in selling lamb at under the cost of production in two or three years time as we all know, uh, there'll be no one at it because there won't be a living there for men and they cannot keep at uh, producing lamb under the cost of production. Hmm. Another issue, Sean, as well as in factory cuts, was um, lamb kill-outs have been an issue over the last uh, number of months. They've been back. A lot of that has been put down to factories, say, less concentrated feeding being fed. Um, it's an issue, and I suppose, Sean, what would you be saying to farmers? I'd be saying to farmers not to kill their lambs unless they don't kill their lambs unless they're fit. You nearly want them 50 kilos now to kill out full weight. Lambs are killing out at some lambs are killing over forty percent. Um, a lot of farmers did not feed constantly account of the price for the year, so therefore they're getting a bad kill out. And I'd say to the farmers let them lie to be fifty kilos. If not, um, and they think the lambs are going to kill out bad, bring them to the mart and they get a better price for them as stores. That's what I'd be saying to them. Perfect. And I suppose then, as well as talking about the factory line prices, there's been a good um, trade for colios as well all year, strong factory prices for their colios. There's a very good trade for colios all year. They're a lot of the year, they're making up to four euros a lot of the year. Um, and what's happening now is with the breeding yo at the moment, um, men are buying the breeding yo and they're letting them lay on and not putting out a ram with them and let them lay for coals and selling them coals in a few months' time. And that's, that's what I see going on at the moment. Mm. I suppose moving on then, kind of the market trade, Sean. Um, there during July, I suppose the factory prices, the cuts, uh, was the main talking point. But also, the start of the store lamb trade um, began, and it was positive, and it has continued to be positive. Um, would you agree, or? How well, I fully it? agree with you. It is it it is a positive trade at the moment. The store lamb is a good trade at the moment. It's mainly due to men having grass, and this year with the price of cattle and everything, there's a lot of grass around, and uh, men. Uh, hope on that lambs in the, in coming up in the next few months will rise and they'll make a few pounds of it. Now, as they are even at the moment, at what they're costing and the, uh, the price rises there a little bit at all, men should make a few pounds of it. They might make more of it than cattle if the thing goes right. Mm. And I suppose maybe looking on then, so grass is growing now into the back end of the year then, when there'll be less grass growing, do you still think it'll be as positive when concentrate feeding might have to be introduced then? And well, I'm hoping that will be as positive. I'm hoping the factories will raise their price um, accordingly that it would uh, pay for the inputs. That's the big thing. If the factories don't raise the price, I'd be very fearful of the store lamb trade. But if, if the factories raise their price, I'd say there'd be no problem with the store lamb trade. And it, like, it'll, it'll mean a lot to the factories as well. If they don't raise the price, they know themselves that men won't feed them. And with the result that they will have no lamb either. So it works both ways. Yeah. So um, I suppose then, Mare trade, factory prices, they kind of mingle. In terms of exports of lambs then, 
coming from Northern Ireland, this is one area you've been very critical of with factories. Um, we've seen this year um, exports of lambs higher than this time last year um, from the north. I suppose, what's your view on it? Well, my opinion is I have no problem with exports coming down from the north if they're not bringing down the price of the Irish lamb. The biggest problem is if the way the factories is working on a Monday morning, they'll bring down uh, too low, maybe a factory they'll be killing 4,000 lambs and land maybe uh, 1,200 lambs from the north just to bring down the factory, to bring down the price of the Irish farmer. Now, what I'm hearing is that they are paying the northern farmer or the northern men a lot more money than we are. One man told me that they were getting in sterling or we were getting in euros. Now, I don't know how to do it. It's, it's up to the factories to say that, but um, um, that's what I'm hearing. And they were paid up to 21 and a half kilos or we were paid to 21 kilos. Mm. in order to bring down the price to Irish farmers. Mm. And I suppose then, Sean, looking further afield, you know, since, probably since COVID, Irish lamb has kind of kicked on, had fairly two good years, three years good years of lamb prices. Um, we've seen more, Borbee are saying, more UK lamb being available. Um, is this having an effect on Irish price? It is having an effect on Irish price, but I don't believe that for the simple reason. I have been in Wales and I've been in England this last, a month and all I see is burning up ground and no grass and I went in I purposely went over to the Welsh shore and I purposely went into a field like off the bus and I went into a field just to see what was the lambs like in it and were just pure balls of fluff so there was no to be a long time they were fit so I reckon in England it's there's no big supply of lambs I don't think there is a big supply of lambs but the weather it is an awful effect in England and Wales mm. One mark we've been told, Sean, as well, is um, New Zealand. Their lamb being shifted from um, the EU to other markets. That's been another help to Irish price. Oh, it has been a help. There's a lot of New Zealand lamb going into the Chinese market at the moment and it has been a help to the Irish price. They're not coming over uh, now instead to, to destroy our price. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and Borby, you're saying then that for the rest of the year, you know, that there won't be an increase in output from New Zealand and Australia into the EU market. So that should surely mean that there's... Well, we'd be hoping that that would help things, but the main thing I'd be saying to the factories is they're going to have to sit down with us as I, with ICSA members, the Sheep Committee and ICSA, along with Board B and Chagas and whoever is involved, and we have to see how much do we need to get for our lambs to make a viable income. Income. I reckon all year round, people would argue with you, but I reckon if a farmer doesn't get 850, he has not a viable income of a lamb. After all, the average industrial wage is 44,200, and if a farmer isn't able to get get out of 100 acres of land, I think it's poor prospects for farming. Mm. And I suppose then moving on, sticking with prices, but to another commodity, wool prices, I suppose the good Irish, or the good Irish land prices the last three years have kind of maybe hidden the fact that the wool prices are down so low. You're talking five to 20 cent a kilo for wool. I suppose earlier in the summer there in July, the wool feasibility study was um, published. I suppose, what was your take on the story, the findings from it, and your overall uh, opinion on wool prices at the minute? Um, like, we've done a lot of work on ICC, and then we got the wool steering group set up, myself and Fergaborn, a friend of mine, and we brought in outside interest. And with that, with the result of that, we got a wool feasibility study. Now, the wool feasibility study costs 100,000. There's 137 pages, all the different actions can be done with wool. But, like, there's no one doing them, and the result is that all we're getting is five to 20 cents for a wool which a lot of farmers now at the moment are just not bothering with like it isn't paying farmers to go uh go with the wool to the merchants at the price of it uh, a big thing with the wool at the moment is the category three that's in the category three and it's three as waste product and 
uh, at the moment we're looking in ICC to get that category lifted. We've met all the MEPs and everyone to get lifted. It still hasn't been done, but we're going to fight to get it done. If that happens, I would I could see a good uh, prospect for wool, but there's a bit of reason you could turn into fertiliser, uh, weed suppressing, different things. There's, there's, there's about 100 different bodies you can make out of wool, and if that was lifted, it'd be more of a chance to get it done, and maybe in a year or two, we might see the wool just rising gradually. Yeah, but it's going to be a long process. It's going to take a long time, lads. It won't be done today or yesterday or today or tomorrow. Like It's going to take a long process. It's going to get time to get these companies set up and so on to get the thing done. And all we can do, do is hope. Um, I suppose, Sean, then just looking overall then, um, 2020, 2021, positive land prices. 2022 was going the same way. We had the, the conflict then with the Ukraine and Russia. Has sheep farmers' confidence been knocked in the sector, or do you still think, you know, farmers still see a viable future in it? Um, what I'm seeing at the moment, like I says, I'm in March every day of the week, and I know exactly what's going on. Um, I can see there's a, a big lack of confidence in sheep farming in the breeding section now. I know you'll see an odd pin making an exceptional price, maybe two to three hundred, but that's only the very odd pin. You have a lot of sheep being sold at one ten, breeding yards being sold at one ten, one twenty, one thirty. A lot of men is just buying them for the sake of buying them and feeding them for two months, like I says, and they're going to kill them. There's in the march, you don't see any young person anymore buying sheep. It's all an older group. After all, the average age of sheep farmers is sixty three years of age, and we have to look at it that way. Sixty three years of age and they're getting old and getting fed up with it and they're not going to do it, just going to, going to do it, but then there's no one replacing them. All you have to see is since 2015, there was five and a half million sheep in the country. Today, there's a little over three million, maybe 3.2, 3.3 million. And, um, <clears throat> and as unless the market's improved, like the fact you can say, oh, farmers are making a few pounds, we're not making any money. Unless there comes a viable living out of sheep farming in I can see it in about three years' time, we'll be down to a million, a million and a half euros. That's the way it's going to go. Like there's no there's no young person taking up, and that's the big thing. Like when you see no young person ready to take it up. Like after all the young lad can go out and they can earn a decent wage at the end of the week. And what's happening in is too is a lot of men is getting older, they're drawing the pension. And they're putting their pension into farming. Plowing into the farming and they're no longer going to do that. They're going to keep it for themselves. Same with the young lad out working, come home, spend all his money they here and straight in, plow it back into farming and he's not going to do that anymore. Right? It's like they have mortgages to pay to everything. So they're just not going to do it. They're just, like I said, the farming, farm keeping them, they're keeping, it's gone to say that they're keeping the farm. Yeah. And that can't continue. Like, we have to make a viable income. There has to be a viable price for lambs. Like I said, I'm prepared to work with all the stakeholders to get a viable price for lambs and we're going to have to get different markets. We're going to have to um, look into, seriously look into different markets. In 2021, there was 286 tonnes of lamb put into America. Uh, since we signed the agreement with America, no lamb has gone into America. What has happened to that market? China, no lamb has gone into China. We have two board B offices out in China, uh, supposed to sell our product, and nothing going into it. So, like, Is New Zealand taking up that market? Sorry? Is New Zealand... Uh, New Zealand will be taking up part of it, but there'll still be market there for us too if we, if we look to get into it. As far as I can see, it's it's just an easy target. Just dump the lamb into certain markets. Over oh, a handy market, we can sell it to Tesco, we can sell it to this one, we can sell it to that one. Just dump it. But what I'm hearing is too, another thing, I was talking to a man in Canada last week and he says a few years ago they could bring in Irish lamb. And he rung me and he says to me, he says, Sean, he says, um, at the moment I can't get Irish lamb. And I says, why not? He says, they tell me they have enough of product. 
So if that's the case, like you know, the fact is preaching, oh, we've too much product and we don't want to do it. And then you have Adam in saying we haven't enough products. So who's selling the suit along the way? That's what I'm saying. And who's making the money? Like the way I look at it, I don't mind the fact he's making money. They have to make their, their profit out of it. The retailer has to make his profit out of it. But the farmer also has to have a viable a viable uh price for his lamb because if the farmer has a viable price for his lamb there will be no product there for the factories and they may look at that seriously look at that because uh, like we need a viable price for our lambs like I says we need an average industrial wage of 100 acres at least there's no point in us keeping our farms it's that our farmers keeping us that's the way I look at it and you said Sean there you're looking at well at the minute 7 euro kilo you would be thinking would be needed for lamb at the minute going into the back end of the year is that going to be the same or do you think more is going to be needed I think there's a lot more needed. I know people that laugh and say consumers won't give it. But, like, after all, when the lamb was nine euros a kilo, it was still the same price in the supermarket. Mm. I went in the other day and I got um, lion lamb chops, as I liked for my dinner, and they were nine euros a kilo. So, um, um, that's why I look at it. Like, like, I, they have to more, at seven euros a kilo, I've made it out of my own farm, at seven euros a kilo, taking land and all, uh, farmers only making seven euros profit per lamb. So to make the average industrial wage, a farmer needs four thousand three hundred eighty four four lambs. And so what farmer can have that? Like, you know what I mean? Can't be done. So I'd say, and people might laugh and say you're wrong. I'd say farmers who want to get at least eight fifty a kilo to get any sort of a decent income out of, of sheep farming. And that's at the level of input costs at the minute. That's, that's the cost of inputs at the minute because, like, after all, it's up to thirteen and a half percent in three weeks, which is a serious drop. Like, mm. no other sector would put up with that. Like, if beef was stopped at 13.5%, milk was stopped at 13 what would it be back to? Like, no other farming sector, no other sector, it didn't matter what they were at, they wouldn't put up with that. Like, and that was a serious stop. But, the, like, the imports is killing farming, like, uh, fertilizer, meal, everything. Meal is, you could say for lambs, it's over 400 a ton. And, like, sure, like, even give a lamb 100, 100 a meal is 20 euros right away. Like, you know what I mean? Half on the way is, is 20 euros. Mm. Do you think farmers could look at maybe adjusting their breeding plan a bit more and sort of have it that they're having lambs on the ground and produce them in time for those key dates in the sheep calendar, which are becoming more and more important as we've seen the last two or three years when prices continually rise? We'll say at Easter time, we'll say they're in July for Eid. Do you think farmers maybe need to look at that themselves as well and have their lambs ready so that they can optimise price at that time? I wouldn't agree with you because uh, the simple reason you can talk about optimising price at that time, right? There are good prices at that time, but the cost of inputs at that time is serious. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to look at. Like, uh, your lamb in April or in the March, you haven't as much expense. But when you go into that early market, you have meal, you have to meal the yo, you have to meal the lamb, you have to meal everything. Plus, uh, you won't have as big a crop of lambs when you have early lambs. You won't have as big a crop of lambs. We'd say you could average. Uh, 1.4, 1.5, maybe in, um, we we'll say in the March, beginning of April, or in the flock, at that time, you're talking about averaging 1.2. So you're not having a big crop of lambs. Now, men that can do it, I'd say fair play to these lads, go ahead, do it. It's good. It's good that there's some man to do it, but like, we're, it's all right with a midland sized flock, but when you go to a big flock, it can't be done. That's a simple reason. We'll leave it there, Sean. Thanks very much. Right, thanks very much, and thanks for having me on. That's all from Farmland for this episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And go to agriland.ie for all the latest agricultural news.